Hey there, welcome to ATL and 29 at Peachtree Hoops podcast where we look at the NBA from the starting point of Atlanta. My name is Kevin Chenard. Uh, with Lloyd Pierce leaving the Hawks as they get ready for two games in Boston, uh, Coach Pierce flying home to Atlanta uh, in expectation of the birth of his second child, uh, assistant coach Nate McMillan is taking over for Pierce while the team is up in Boston and maybe a little bit further. Coach McMillan met with the media today and was asked some questions pertaining to all things about the team, uh, which is currently trying to sort some issues out and and get on the winning side of the ledger. So it was interesting to hear uh, a fresh perspective. And so I wanted to just kind of clip that interview in whole and put it here as a podcast episode because I think it's interesting to have a new voice addressing matters about the team. So uh, without further ado, uh, it's going to be Coach McMillan and then follow it up with a little bit with Solomon Hill. And uh, have a great day. From Kirshner with The Athletic. Hey, Nate. Um, this is the first time we're talking with you. I, I just wanted to go back to the beginning of why did you choose the Hawks as the place that you wanted to join? Well, uh, I, I like the plan uh, that they had uh, when uh, Coach Pierce came up and we had a visit. Uh, he talked about the plan. He talked about, uh, you know, basically the direction of the organization wanting to take the next step. And, uh, you know, the plan was to do what they pretty much did, uh, which is to add veterans uh, to the roster, to this young roster, and uh, try to take that next step, which is uh, to win games and uh, possibly get into the playoffs. Zach Klein from WSB. Hey, Coach, uh, what did Lloyd tell you before he left town? And I guess maybe is there a, um, a different style between – the way you coach and what he's been able to do and his coaching style? Well, we, we won't, we can't make a, you know, major adjustments. Uh, we're going to go with what we've been trying to uh, condition our guys to do uh, all season long, be physical uh, defensively, uh, you know, uh, execute, uh, you know, play, put together a 48 minute game. Um, you know, he pretty much, uh, you know, basically, uh, you know, said, uh, you got it now, uh, coach Mack. And, uh, you guys know what we uh, need to do, and we, uh, we go out and do that. But uh, you can't make uh, any major uh, changes, uh, you know, as far as what you're going to do out there, uh, except for our play. You know, we got to put together a 48-minute game. Uh, we got to make our breaks. You know, uh, you know, last night, New York's game, uh, Randall hit some tough shots. A couple of those guys hit some tough shots. Uh, but we got to uh, make those breaks. We got to get stops uh, when we need to. Um, we got to get the rebound uh, when they are coming off. And then offensively, uh, you know, when that game is close, we, we got to score the ball. Sarah Spencer from the AJC. Hey, it's nice to meet you. Hi. Um, more of a basketball question for you, um, but I wanted to ask, how have you guys as a, a staff, um, especially being a, a defensive guy, um, adjusted to not having DeAndre Hunter? You know, how do you have to adjust to that, and um, how much do you feel like that has affected the defense? 
Uh, that's that's been a you know really big challenge uh, with the the injuries that we've had. Uh, you know, DeAndre was playing probably his best ball and probably the best ball on the team uh, before he got injured. Uh, so to lose him, uh, he was kind of coming into his own. Uh, you know, he was a focus uh, both on the offensive and defensive end of the floor as far as what we uh, wanted to do. Uh, uh, out on the floor. Uh, so, you know, that's a huge loss. It's, it's a huge loss. Normally he is drawing the, uh, the number one assignment as uh, far as guarding anybody from one through, you know, the four uh, position. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that was, been, that was really solid for us. Uh, he had size. Uh, offensively, he was uh, scoring the ball for us, making plays. We were starting to go to him a lot more and, uh, you know, losing him. Now we have to bring the guys who were off the bench, Kevin and, and, uh, and Cam uh, into that starting lineup. So it just, it, it really has a, a, a huge impact on, on, on the roster. Thank you. Jeff Schultz from The Athletic. Yeah, Nate, I would imagine as an assistant coach, when you're you're watching a game, it's different than if you're watching it as a head coach, where you're focused on in-game situations. I'm just wondering what that view has been like for you, and and what you've picked up having watched this team so far this year as an assistant coach. Well, you know that my my uh, approach to the game is I still and uh, and uh, Coach Pierce wants me to watch it as a head coach. Uh, you know, because uh, basically uh, what I uh, was brought here to do is really assist all the coaches in all aspects of the game, game preparation, game management. Uh, you know, so he wants me thinking and uh, basically uh, reacting as a head coach uh, on that sidelines to help him, you know, as far as timeout decisions, uh, you know, play calling, adjustments uh, that need to be uh, made. So I'm not sitting over there as you know, just an assistant and, uh, you know, but I am assisting, but I'm assisting in all aspects uh, of the game and with all the coaches, you know, our, our defensive coach is Melvin and our offensive coach uh, is Chris Gent. Uh, so I help all of those guys, try to assist them all uh, as well as uh, Coach Pierce uh, doing the game. And, and so just a quick follow-up, you've obviously You've been a coach a long time. You've seen teams on great runs, on bad runs. What stands out to you right now about what's going on with this team? Well, it's, it's a young team. I've had I've had three or three of these. You know, in Seattle, I had a young team. When I went to Portland uh, for the first uh, uh, and, and started in Portland, I had a young team. And uh, you know, now in, in Indiana, you know, we we made a big trade. Uh, you know, for uh, Paul George, and we all of a sudden got younger uh, with uh, a young uh, uh, Victor Oladipo and uh, Sabonis. Uh, so I've seen this and, you know, what we're, what we're seeing right now is a young team uh, that is not uh, finishing games and they got to learn how to finish uh, ball games. You know, we've been in most of these games for three quarters. We've played good basketball for 36 minutes, sometimes 40 minutes, sometimes 45 minutes. And, you know, the last three or the last minute uh, of the game, we're just not executing. We're not making those breaks. You know, uh, you know some of the things that I've, I've, I've told our guys, you know, we have to get to the three C's. 
and that that is calm, clear, and connected uh, going down the stretch. We got to be calm going down the stretch. We keep, we got to be clear about what we're doing, and we got to be connected out there on both ends of the floor. And sometimes, you know, with the, the pressure uh, of a game with with young players. Uh, they can be emotionally drunk out there. You know, the, the, the pressure of the game, uh, you know, they start to speed up. Uh, you know, uh, there was a game probably a week ago. We were, I think we were up six, eight points, uh, but the team made a run and it was in the fourth quarter and our guys had their head down uh, and you know, they had dropped their heads. And, you know, Coach Pierce, hey, we are winning. You know, he, he – uh, was uh, talking to them in the huddle, we, you were winning, you know? So teams are gonna make a run, understanding that, understanding time, score, situation, and uh, how, to, how to execute uh, going down the stretch. And that just, it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. It, it, it really doesn't, uh, you know, uh, these young guys are seeing different things. You know, Trey is seeing a different defense than he, I think he's seen, uh, 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 in the last uh, season in the sense that, you know, teams are trapping him more. Uh, you know, he's seen a couple boxing ones and all of those uh, things he has to adjust to and he has to show growth, but he has to go through that process in order to do so. I like emotionally drunk, by the way. <laughs> Kevin Chenard of Hawks.com. Hi, Coach. Um, is there a plan in terms of the number of games that, that, that uh, Lloyd Pierce will be away? And does it help you that uh, your next three opponents uh, play a game against each other tonight? Yeah, well, you know, we talked about that uh, in, in the meeting uh, uh, just a second ago uh, about, you know, Boston. They do play tonight. And, uh, you know, for us, we need to – we can't get comfortable with, uh, you know, dropping games. And, uh, you know, our thing, you know, what the message to the guys today was to uh, mentally, physically get what you need tonight, you know, whether that's rest or massage, get your mind and your body uh, ready to go because we got to come out with that sense of urgency uh, tomorrow uh, against this group, knowing that they, uh, they you know, drop some games themselves. So they're going to be a hungry team, whether they win or lose uh, tonight and for us we have to come out hungry coming out with that sense of urgency uh, tomorrow night and try to uh, end this uh, three games losing streak. Chris Karshner. Uh, last year while you were with Indiana Lloyd told us that you had reached out to him and, and was very complimentary of the job he was doing. I, I'm curious us with what Lloyd was doing with this team? Well, I, th I think it was a, a phone call that I made after one of our guys, one of our games, and I thought that his team was playing hard. Uh, I knew they were a young team, but uh, I liked the way they played with a lot of intensity. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a tough game. We ended up winning the game, but I, I liked uh, the intensity that they played with the scrappiness that they uh, – play with out on the floor. And uh, I was just calling him to, you know, I've been in his situation. I've been in his shoes with, with a young team. And, uh, you know, that's tough, you know, when, uh, when you, you have a young team and all of those guys are really trying to establish themselves uh, at the same time. And, um, you know, you're trying to uh, 
uh, develop them and win ball games. And I thought, you know, that particular night uh, they competed. Uh, uh, it was a challenge out there. Uh, I liked the way they scrapped. And I was uh, basically just, you know, sending him a message that, you know, keep doing what you're doing uh, because, you know, things will eventually uh, come around for you. Zach. Yeah, I was wondering in your previous experiences with young teams, Coach, is, is, there, a, is there a moment where the guys take the next step? Is it a young guy um, just stepping up and becoming more, of, obviously, with experience, a veteran? Is it a veteran grabbing hold of the young guys and getting into that space? Um, is, there, is there one thing you can, like, really just zero in on focus to get a young core to that next level, or is it just a combination of everything? Yeah, Zach, I think it's a little bit of everything, and it's pretty much both, you know, it's, it's similar, you know, I'm, I look at Trey and, uh, you know, his development uh, in my time uh, being here uh, this season. You know, I don't, I don't know exactly what he went through last year, but uh, very similar to Victor Oladipo and Sabonis, uh, you know, having guys who uh, were really good players and all of a sudden they become an all-star, things change, you know, how teams play you, uh, the coverage that you see, uh, the, uh, you know, teams tend to get physical with you. Uh, they do things like, you know, like what Trey is seeing now, you know, uh, sometimes they box and one you, and that can be frustrating for a player. And, uh, you know, for a young guy like that to see that type of defense, he has to go through that growth of playing against defenses like that. You know, this is, Really, the first, he's seen traps before, but uh, I don't know if he's seen someone just trying to uh, deny him for, you know, 30, 40 minutes, which is what uh, uh, Indiana did uh, a couple nights ago. Toronto did that. And having to make that adjustment, uh, it can be frustrating for uh, players, not just young players, but, you know, players who, uh, who – are veterans. Uh, you take the ball out of their hands. And how do you play without the ball? What can you do without the ball and help your team? And, you know, these are some of the things that Coach Pierce is, uh, you know, has, having to teach and show uh, on video. Uh, okay, this is the growth you got to show. Okay, this is the growth you have to show when teams are trying to take you out. These are some things that you have to do and some things you can do in order to uh, to help your team. Chris Karshner. Um, when you get word just the day before a game, do you kind of, when you're drawing up the game plan, do what you have done previously with your head coaching roles or do what you think Lloyd would want to do and if he was actually coaching? Well, I know the system that's in place here. So we're following uh, our system and, uh, you know, the things that uh, coach has been trying to condition our guys to do, uh, you know, all season long. And, you know, you know, one of the things we, we, we continue to talk about is putting together a 48 minute game, you know, playing with that sense of urgency, uh, defensively being more physical. Uh, we got to make plays going down the stretch on both ends of the floor. Uh, whether that is defending, getting stops, rebounding the basketball, getting out and running. If you don't have anything early, uh, get organized and execute uh, late and make that defense work. So uh, it's, it's, there's really not uh, any major changes uh, that uh, we are, are, are going to 
uh, do tomorrow night other than hopefully uh, win a ball game. And um, another question for you. Obviously, with the amount of head coaching experience you have, do you have um, continued aspirations to get back into a head coaching opportunity one day? Well, you know, my focus is, is really uh, on the Hawks and, and trying to assist uh, Coach on, uh, you know, what he's trying to do here. And, you know, after the season, we'll see what happens. But uh, my focus, uh, I signed on to uh, – I knew what I was going to uh, be coming into and what I needed to do as uh, far as uh, joining, uh, you know, Coach Pierce's staff uh, as an assistant. And uh, this is the role that I, I, I wanted. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to, uh, you know, turn this thing around down here. Sarah. I know you mentioned being more physical on defense, but overall, what do you want this team to shore up defensively? Well, we got to be solid. I mean, last night we gave up, we gave up 41 points in the fourth quarter. And, you know, one of the adjustments, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to uh, Coach Pierce about, you know, because our offense a few weeks ago, uh, we, you know, he wanted to get more control over that. Uh, we switched which sides of the floor uh, we have in front of us uh, in the second half. So he wanted to help the young, our young roster. Uh, so we switched sides of the floor and we wanted the offense in front of us, uh, you know, the last few games so that we could help them uh, execute down the stretch. But now, you know, we, we may be switching that back to get the defense back in front of us because uh, fourth quarter, our defense, uh, we, we, we need to help our defense. And, uh, you know, that's something that uh, we, we may be, be looking at. But uh, uh, just being solid, you know, making, uh, making the extra F, F, multiple effort uh, on the defensive end of the floor and, uh, you know, having each other's back. And as I said, you know, whenever you're in situations like this uh, where you are, uh, you know, you've dropped a few games and you're trying to, you know, break that, you have to make your breaks. You know, you have to, you have to win the, the, the hustle game. Uh, you have to get the stop. You have to come up with the loose ball, the 50-50 ball. And then offensively, again, you have to execute. We had open looks last night that uh, we didn't knock down those shots. Um, you got to knock those shots down. Christos. Hello, coach. Hope you are doing well. I would like to ask you, uh, after eight games without DeAndre Hunter, how difficult is it to replace him on the court? How difficult is... To replace him on the court? I mean, you, you, you can't... Uh, I mean, we're not just missing... Uh, DeAndre, we're missing Bogey, we're missing Rondo, you know, so at our wing position, uh, we, were without, we were without uh, Snail uh, for two games. So at our wing position, uh, we've just had bad luck with, uh, with these injuries over the last month. And, uh, you know, DeAndre was playing, I think, you know, from what coaches were saying, He's playing the best ball since he's been in Atlanta. You know, he, offensively, he was doing a good job of scoring for us. Uh, we started to give him uh, more opportunities with the basketball. He was doing a really good job 
of uh, uh, putting points on the board. He's all, he has always been solid on the defensive end of the floor. So it's hard to replace uh, a player like that um, with, you know, the situation that we're in. It's next man up, you know. So Cam has, uh, has uh, gotten, gotten that uh, job and, and Kevin uh, moving into the starting lineup as the guys that uh, have to uh, do the defending um, and, and scoring for us at the wing position. And also, how important for you to make adjustments about the game against the Celtics and set the tone from your defense uh, tomorrow? Well, you know, we, we continue to uh, show our guys uh, video and uh, just the things that uh, we're not doing. You know, just, you know, we always talk about uh, crowding chest to chest, uh, our closeouts. You know, we have to take away, uh, you know, three-point contests, you know, uh, and uh, there have been a couple of situations where we, we, we're just not, we haven't made that multiple effort. Uh, I thought last night we were in the face of uh, Randall on a couple of his shots. He has some big threes uh, late in that ball game. And uh, percentages uh, didn't show uh, New York being that type of three-point shooting uh, team. They, they made shots last night. Uh, but, you know, as I said, you know, in those situations, we have to try to – we, we got to force them to miss. And then we got to rebound the basketball. And uh, we got to make our breaks uh, by working uh, even harder than what we're doing out there. We've got two more. First from Zach Klein. Hey, Coach, we know Lloyd is family first. He's leaving the team for a beautiful reason, but he also, you know, close to family is, is the hoops, right? So is he going to be FaceTiming you during halftime? Do you think he'll really get away? Or is he going to be plugged in, uh, you know, trying to hit you up and uh, say, all right, we're doing this, this, and this. What about this and this while you guys are in the halftime locker room? Well, he said he wasn't, but I don't believe that. Uh, you know, he's definitely going to put family first. And I'll, I'll just tell you something, what I, what I told the team. Uh, it was very difficult for Coach uh, last night to leave the team. And, you know, as I said to uh, the guys today, we as coaches, we have two families. And, uh, of course, we have our wife and our kids at home. But uh, these players are our family, too. And it was very difficult uh, for him to – uh, have to uh, get on the plane and leave uh, his team uh, in a situation uh, that we're in where we've dropped the number of games, uh, knowing that uh, there's no way he was going to miss uh, the birth of his child. And uh, he, he wasn't thinking that way. But uh, it just showed, as I told the players, the commitment uh, that he has uh, towards this team. And... Uh, you know, uh, this, you know we, we have two families, and we spend just as much time with these players as we do with our own family. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, uh, to leave our wife and kids uh, uh, when we come on the road. And then in a situation like uh, what Coach had to do last night, uh, it's difficult to leave your players as well, you know. So uh, uh, he, he got kind of emotional about that and uh, uh, you know he wants you know he wants us to uh, do better uh, but you know as we told him look uh, this is this is uh, part of life uh, you go home this is a blessing that uh, is going to happen with uh, he and Melissa tomorrow 
Um, uh, we pray that everything uh, works out well, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, getting that good news uh, that uh, they have a healthy baby and uh, whether it's a boy or girl. Final question from Jeff Schultz. Uh, Nate, this sort of follows it up on Lloyd. You're, you're familiar, quite familiar with the heat that goes with being a head coach, obviously. Uh, when things go wrong, that's where the blame lies. He's obviously come under, under some criticism lately this year, and I'm just wondering what your view is of that, and is there anything that you can say about him as a head coach that maybe some people don't understand? I think he do what uh, he has been doing, which is his focus is on this team and getting this team uh, better. Uh, he has, uh, I mean, uh, this this guy uh, is one other coach that I've worked with that uh, I've, I've seen work as hard as Lloyd and uh, that's Coach K. Uh, you know, these two guys do not sleep. Uh, you know, they are always uh, uh, preparing themselves uh, for their teams and getting their team ready uh, to go. This is an unbelievable challenge uh, for coaches uh, and teams and players uh, to play uh, under these conditions that we're playing under. You know, we, we, we don't make excuses here uh, about uh, what is happening or the injuries, uh, but that's real. You know, the fact that uh, we have the number of injuries that we have, uh, you plan, uh, uh, in a situation where you don't have the practice time that you, uh, you're accustomed to, um, you know, guys are getting tested, you know, twice a day. Uh, you know, you can't, I mean, we're, we're really still in a bubble. I mean, it's, 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 it's very similar to uh, when I was in the bubble down in Orlando. It's just we were on a property and uh, we couldn't leave that property. I mean, we are, we have to be in our homes. You know, when we're on the road, uh, we have to be in the hotels. We can't go out. We can't do a lot of things that these players and, and coaches um, are accustomed to doing. So uh, for the coaches, they have to adapt and, and, and to uh, basically what is allowed and keep these guys playing. And, you know, I, you know, coach has done that. You know, he, the guys are competing. Uh, we're not winning games uh, the way we would uh, like to, but uh, they continue to compete. And I think that's a, a, definitely a credit to uh, what Lord is doing uh, with this team, you know, keeping them uh, uh, lifted and, uh, you know, keeping them prepared uh, to go out and play and compete and give themselves a chance to win. Thank you, Coach. All right. Okay, guys. Our next guest will be Solomon Hill. Okay, here it's Solo here. Uh, what's going on? What's up, man? Thank you for joining us. Cool. We will get started as soon as a hand is raised within Zoom, and I've got one for you now from Sarah. Hey, how are you? I'm doing fine, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, 
What are your thoughts on, I mean, I know you guys knew this was coming with Lloyd having to go home for the, uh, the birth of his child. Um, but what has it been like, I, I guess, or did you guys practice today with Coach McMillan? What is it like transitioning to him? I know you're pretty familiar with him. Um, mm -hmm. that transition like when the reins kind of change? Yeah. Um, you know, it's, um, it's kind of been like our thing with the season, this season, our next man up mentality. Uh, and that's exactly what it is. Um, you know, <clears throat> the message is still the same. You know, the goal is still the same. Um, and we just want to go out there and execute. Um, you know, families first, always, first and foremost. And, you know, we, we pray and, 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 um, and hope the best for, for coaching his wife and, and the newborn and, and want the best for both of them. Um, and then we want to go out and, and compete at a high level tomorrow and, and win a basketball game. But, you know, um, I've had to do this myself. Uh, Coach, Coach Mack has done it before, and I'm pretty sure some of the, the younger guys will experience this um, one day as well. Uh, it's a beautiful thing, and, you know, we, we, we show our love how best we can, and it's unfortunate that we're on the road, but we have a job to do, and he has a responsibility to take care of. At this point, has um... – has he been around long enough for it to be a pretty easy transition for him to, to step up and, and take a kind of assume head coach for a game or two? Yeah. What, you know, um, that's, that's something I've never been a part of as far, you know, with that coach, but he, he's been, he's been through uh, almost anything and everything you can be and do as a, as a head coach. Um, so he, he's built for this. I think it's a big reason why he was brought in. Uh, to give us that veteran presence. You know, it wasn't just about bringing a veteran presence into the locker room, but also um, with that with that coaching position. And, yeah, he, he's built for stuff like this. And um, I know he looks as this is an opportunity to help us um, get a W. Thank you. Thank you. Zach. Hey, uh, uh, Nate said that coach was a little emotional uh, telling you guys he'd have to step away for obviously a, a beautiful reason. But what was your reaction and what did he tell you? Yeah, you know, that's, it, it, you know, that's what you would expect from, the, you know, I would hope to expect from your coach is that, you know, he's been committed to this team. Um, and for us to be in the position that we are currently in, uh, regardless of, you know, the, the past uh, few plays, but to be on pace to, you know, outperform the years prior, you know, this has been a, this has been a long journey for him. Uh, it's been something that, you know, he wants to be a part of and, and you know, you always want to see it through uh, because he has two families. He has us uh, and he has his family at home. Um, and it, it's I know it's tougher. It's, you know, it's easier for me in my position just being like it's a no brainer, but I'm not a head coach. I'm, I'm just, a, you know, I'm a player on a team full of 15 other guys. But when you're at that helm and you're at the, you know, the top of that pecking order as the head coach, you know, it, it is uh, emotionally. Uh, uh, it's an emotional situation, and he just wanted to express how hard it was to for him to leave us um, in this current condition, but also understanding that he had somebody he had to be home and, and be home for, and uh, things he had to take care of. Chris Dose. Hello, Solomon. How are you? How you doing? I'm fine, thank you. I would like to ask you: Is the next motivation for you the tomorrow's game to to win for your coach? Uh, you know, just being it's just a win for our mental. <laughs> you know, uh, when you lose, uh, you know, we lost seven out of the last eight. Uh, and a couple games that came down to that fourth, 
uh, you, you kind of get a little little antsy with um, wanting to take that next step. Uh, we finished the game with um, quite a young unit, and it's it's growing pains at this moment. Uh, I don't I could care less if we didn't have a coach. If we had five head coaches, the goal is always to win. So if if I don't you know um, if guys want to use this as extra motivation to go out there and get one, I'll take it. I'll take a win, however I could get one at this point. So, um, you know, I don't care if the mascot was our head coach. I, you know, I want to win tomorrow, um, and I want to win uh, every other game possible, if possible. And also about uh, the tomorrow's game, what will gonna be the biggest change, the biggest difference from your game? Yeah, we, uh, you know, they have some, they have some, uh, some very gifted guys out there on that, on that, the perimeter. Um, you know, Kemba's players of late has. has you know, he's, he's starting to get a little bit comfortable, um, especially with that pull-up three. And our goal has to be to disrupt. I think we, we didn't disrupt those guys yesterday. Uh, the first five minutes, Julius Randle got in the comfort zone. You know, he got in a, in a zone that, you know, we were playing uphill the whole game and allowed uh, Manuel quickly to come in and, and have a comfortable game. And I just think for the rest of the game, they were in, uh, in, in the driver's seat. So tomorrow we have to go out there against a team that, it's proven, you know, back-to-back um, -back Eastern Conference Finals trips for, for those guys, and it's a young team. And it's a team that we kind of, you know, in a sense that we, we look at as uh, a blueprint for uh, being competitive and, and while being young. Uh, I know we, we have some guys out, but we can still we still have enough to go out there and get the job done, and it starts from, uh, from the beginning to the end of the game. Kevin Chenard. Hey Solomon, your uh, your next three games are Boston, Boston, Denver. And those two teams play tonight. Are you going to be able to to watch it in one form or another? Oh, for sure. I get, if anything, I'd write on my phone until I get to my room. But um, you know, I, I would hope uh, our whole team watches that game um, and, and and try to learn as much as we can from that game. Um, and it's an opportunity that they're playing on a back to back. Uh, so we have some fresh legs. We you know we had an opportunity to come in here. And, and work on a couple of details and work on some things. But to be able to play against a team that's on a back-to-back, -back, um, it, it should be an opportunity for us tonight to learn and then for tomorrow to go out there and execute. Thank you, Solo. That was our final Thank question. You. Thank you. All right, everybody. Solo, I believe, let me triple check before. Yes, Solo was our last player for today, so we will see you tomorrow. Thank you.